Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 10th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Compete. Don't complain. You've got conviction. I've got conviction. I'm offended by selling. We're one day closer to an all-time high. Hello, my elite friends. How is everyone doing this evening? If you've got questions, I've got answers. If you're watching this live, at least, or you can leave them in the comment section. I'll answer them in the next few shows. But in the chat, get my attention somehow, and uh, I'll answer the question. I want to say Friday, Tizen. Hass McCook and a new guy will be on this week in Bitcoin at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. East Coast time, Baltimore time, New York time. Uh, I, I also want to say to all my elite friends out there, seriously, thanks a lot. I said on yesterday's show that today on Twitter, uh, we would be reaching out to YouTube about my real channel, the Bitcoin Meister channel, which YouTube took down their algorithm took down on april the first and uh they haven't gotten back to me yet well hundreds of you retweeted my tweet liked my tweet it was great that tweet is linked to below you can read it please retweet it it helps youtube got back to me within the hour after i first tweeted it out there but still we need to put the pressure on them uh, they, they gave me two generic replies, pretty generic, that they would get back to me, but at least a real person got in touch with me. So thank you, everyone. Overwhelming support. What a positive, great vibe. It's so great to be reminded that everyone loved those archives and that stuff is irreplaceable. And I should have saved it all instead of only saving teeny bits of it. So that, that was a big mistake on my part. Um, I, I know the game over here on YouTube. They, it's, they can do what they want to do and they're pretty arbitrary and they leave things up to algorithms and I did not say my stuff. So now we're in this position here. I'm in this position here. Uh, but hey, I got conviction. You're still getting a new show here every day and people asked how they can help. You can retweet it. That's, that's the one thing you can do. And, uh, we, we shall see. We shall see. But they did get back to me with, within the hour. And that's after two and a half months of not getting back to me at all, uh, not having a human talk to me. So good job. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this progresses. And the, the, the lesson is, is, you know, save your work, save your work, or it's not your work. <laughs> that's it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's life. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about politics here for a second, because there are those political people that want to you know, regulate the heck out of these social media companies. And I'm not, I'm not into that. Uh, I, uh, there's a, a guy out there running in New York for Congress. His name is Jonathan Herzog. And he, uh, I, I've seen his name a few times now and he, he calls himself the crypto candidate or, or something like that. Yang, Yang Yang candidate for Congress gains notice of Ethereum founder, uh, co-founder uh, and creator Vitalik Buterin and radical markets author, author Glenn Wheel. 
uh, and they jo they joined uh, the New York Congressional Hopeful uh, to talk about uh, upending the system. Okay, so Glenn Will Wheel or however you pronounce his name and Vitalik, who are well, Vitalik's definitely an Ethereum guy. Now I, these dudes, I do not agree with them on private property at all. They're radicals when it comes to private property. Vitalik and Glenn, well, they like this dude. Okay, they like this dude. So I have I have serious questions about this guy and his uh what he thinks of private property and he was a yang ganger so he he has a very liberal take on on, on many issues and social safety nets and, and all of that nonsense now I, I i bring it up though because the more guys that you know they, they might have their liberal policies and everything and things that do not appear to go with Bitcoin. But again, in Bitcoin, you can wear a mask. You can be a bootlicker. Uh, I mean, if you, can, you can't get kicked out of Bitcoin. That, that's the thing. So there's all sorts in, in Bitcoin. So I realize that. And I understand that even if I, I disagree with some of these political candidates that are bringing up Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, that it's free advertising for Bitcoin, okay? It's getting – it's they're using it. Uh, as a gimmick, I'm sure the guy's using it partially as a gimmick. I'm sure he's interested in it, but he, he's got to stand out from the crowd. But by using it as a gimmick, it's it's getting the word out to the 80 percenters, to the voting class, and, and to some some people who seriously might consider buying Bitcoin. And uh, so I, I'm not a big I, – I don't want uh, – you know, if you're my friend, don't waste your time on, on politics. Please, please. It, it's such a waste of time. Now it, uh, I bring it up because they're bringing up what I what I like a lot, and that is I was about to say what I love. I do love it. I, what I love to talk about, and that, and that's Bitcoin. And uh, they're they're and I love marketing also, and they're giving Bitcoin free marketing. So uh, and, and cryptocurrency, whatever. Maybe the guy doesn't even like Bitcoin that much. I don't know. Uh, if if Vitalik likes him, who knows? But here it says. Uh, his campaign literature refers to him as the new crypto candidate. Okay, I said that. Specifically, Herzog wants to piggy bank off of Wyoming's crypto-friendly laws, as well as the Token Taxonomy Act, now languishing in Congress to create national legislation that clarifies the regulatory status of digital assets. Also, if there actually are like a couple people in, that end up in Congress that actually understand this stuff, that wouldn't hurt either. <laughs> and uh, to, to, to make it to make it easier for, for Bitcoin to flow all over the United States, that would be great also. I'm not holding my breath on that. For now, I'm just happy these dudes, uh, I'm just considering it a, a marketing, free marketing for Bitcoin. So you're probably going to hear more about this Herzog guy, but somehow he befriended uh, uh, Glenn Whale and, uh, and Vitalik. Now, and he's running in New York. He's going to lose. It's... Uh, it's just one of those big name incumbent Democrats. He's a Democrat. Now, I don't know. Th this guy, <laughs> a few of you may remember. Well, first of all, pound that freaking like button. I'll get to your questions in a second. I see people over there. Um, a few of you may remember when I was in Australia, uh, in Adelaide. It must have been in November. I assume it was in November. I was interviewed by a Monero guy, a, a big fan of Monero. And uh, he, he had some of it on his channel. I had some of it on my channel. It got, there was a bad connection. Anyway, Monero guy, is, his real name is Doug, uh, Douglas uh, Tuman. And Douglas Tuman, Monero guy, 
a, you know, a privacy oriented dude is running for freaking Congress. Monero is freaking running for con- not in the same district as Herzog. There's a lot of districts in New York, apparently. Uh, but uh, the, the, I think he's in the fourth district and, and Herzog's in the 10th district. Not that I know the difference between the two districts. But yeah, the, more, uh, more free, uh, more politics and cryptocurrency there. Uh, so uh, go, we, we, we probably will have Monero guy back on the show because I find it fascinating that uh, someone who's in the Monero is getting into politics, into mainstream. You, know, you would think a Monero people would want to stay anonymous. So very interesting. I, I linked to Doug, uh, Douglas uh, Tuman's uh, campaign page below if you want to check that out. So Monero for Congress. What, what, what's that mean? Imagine if a Monero fan got into Congress. How far away are we from that? We're probably darn far away from that. But you never know. Uh, pa- pound that like button. Uh, so yeah, and, and the country is better off, <laughs> is better off that in, instead of, uh, people promoting, you know, candidates talking about rioting and stuff, uh, talking about completely, uh, lawlessness, uh, you know, some people bringing some, uh, normality and, and mathematics to the system rather be talk rather than talking about cryptocurrency than you know communism and stuff although the fir- the first guy uh, he had some social programs that all right now remember if you want to support the show just uh, retweet what i said the retweet below or uh... all right oh yes and lance robinson in the chat he he brings a very interesting point he says I love how they tried to tell you to delete your tweet. Now, what's he talking about there? You're probably you're probably wondering. Well, one of the reply after hundreds of people retweeted my tweet and, and, and up, uploaded it and, and left comments. You well, YouTube had one generic reply like, "Did you did, have you checked your spam?" I'm like, "I check my spam folder every day." And then they had another uh, reply that said, "We're going to get back to you. We're looking into this." Uh, and you should erase your original tweet because you gave a, because you listed your real name. I, I was like, are, are these guys crazy? I mean, I'm, I'm contacting them through Twitter where it lists my real name is Adam Meister. I mean, who, who doesn't know that I'm at all? It's ridiculous. It, it, it made me worry. It still makes me worry a little bit like, they were counting on me to erase the tweet so they wouldn't have to deal with it again. I, I think that's probably what they wanted uh, was just to me to erase the tweet and then they could forget about the whole thing. But like it, they, they said, I was like sacrificing my privacy because I listed my real name in the explanation of what had happened to me. It's insane. I mean, the Twitter account is at, it's right there. The way I'm contacting them is publicly through Adam Meister. So yeah, I also love, how they tried to tell me to delete my tweet that it, it just may. And you know what? It wouldn't, another thing that wouldn't shock me, maybe they've just got a, a, a smart algorithm that's replying to the tweets <laughs> and it just randomly says that maybe it wasn't a real person. Uh, because it's, it, it seems awfully insane that they, they put that out there unless they are that evil that they want me to erase it so they can just ignore it. You, you make up your own, make up your own mind on that one. All right, pound it, dudes. And yeah, this is a that's Satoshi. Oh, that's fake. That's the guy that's actually named uh, what Dorian Nakamoto. Can you guys even see this thing? It's kind of dark in here. 
But yeah, this is one of the shirts I haven't worn for a while. You're getting it. Different shirts. Yeah. Wardrobe is a changing. I, it was great to uh, refresh my wardrobe. All right. Yeah. So tweet this, tweet this out here. Spread the word. Techball. T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. All right. Good, good comment there. Great comment there. Stefan Levera, linked to below. Excuse me. He's linked to below. And he interviewed the uh, Black, Live Ma Black Lives Matter uh, Bitcoin dude that I mentioned yesterday. And also, I linked to the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter Bitcoin dude. His Twitter feed is linked to below. So you can further investigate the guy. But Stefan Levera gave him a, a whole interview there. So eh, whatever, the guy got the guy got some notoriety out of the whole thing. He, he really does love Bitcoin. So uh, that's cool. All right. I, I, I need a site where I can just check out the 365-day moving average for Bitcoin. I know we reached an all-time high in 365 day moving average for Bitcoin. It was 9,531. And since that day, we've been above that number for quite some time. So doing a little back of the napkin math, I, I'm pretty sure we are basically every day or a few more days after we set that all-time high, we, we, we've set more all-time highs in the uh, 365-day uh, moving average for Bitcoin. And I just, I just wish there was a site that just had a chart of it. And I can't find a site that has a chart of it. I didn't look that much, but uh, I was like, I was using some sites to calculate it, and then it wasn't coming out as 9,531. And then I was just like, well, I'll just talk about it on the show because I, I it's good. It's bullish. It's great. Um, and keep, you know, for all you fiat freaks, that's real cool. Patience. So you think it's boring, but it's it's boring to the upside of that number, though. All right. Now, Coinbase, speaking, not speaking of Bitcoin. Oh, my. I, I was shocked uh, by this one. Well, not shocked, but I wanted to vomit when I read the name of the coins. Like, oh, yeah. I'll read off these names here to make myself vomit on camera. This is from Coinbase's blog. Coinbase is exploring the addition of 18 new digital assets. Some are live, some are not. We will evaluate each against our digital asset framework. It's our goal to offer support for all assets that meet our standards and are compliant with local law. So, okay, I mean, they, they put it out there a million times. The site is for gamblers. It's not for Bitcoiners. It is for altcoin speculators. It is for 80 percenters. It's for people that want to have the next Bitcoin. It's for penny stockers. Uh, it is what it is. And they keep going down that rabbit hole. And hey, they're a business and they're betting on gamblers. And to tell you the truth, there are a lot of people gambling these days, it seems like. Since a lot of casinos around the country are closed, they're gambling this way. Hey, if... if I don't care if Coinbase is successful with their altcoin gambling. Uh, it is crazy that like less than four years ago, it was only Bitcoin. And everyone was wondering, when are they going to add Litecoin? Many of you probably don't remember this. It was a huge thing. When will they add Litecoin? When will they add Litecoin? It's only Bitcoin. It's only Bitcoin. Now it is the complete opposite. I, I never thought it would get to this point. Back, back then, you could not imagine. And you should see the thread. I also linked to the Twitter thread where they, I believe I linked to the Twitter thread where they mentioned this, uh, this expansion. 
and everyone and their mother is pumping their altcoin in this thread. Coinbase must love it. Coinbase have, has, has people begging them to list their altcoins. So, I mean, they're in a power position here. They're in a power position here. Uh, and, and you can just see, no matter what I say, no matter what everyone, what logical people say, that Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, that it's the rock, that we've seen so many altcoin flavor of the months come and go, they're going to still be, they're still impulsive and they're still going to do this. Coinbase's goal is to offer support for all assets that meet our technical standard and which comply with applicable laws. Over time, we expect our customers around the world will have access through Coinbase platforms to at least 90% of the aggregate market cap of all digital assets in circulation. Now, of course, Bitcoin makes up uh, a big, big hunk of that, but still, we're talking a lot of altcoins they're aiming to have. And here is the fourth tier altcoin list that they that that just got everybody happy. These new assets include, oh, in alphabetical order because they gotta they don't want to give anyone favorites. Ave, never heard of it. Aragon, never heard of it. Arweave, never heard of it. Bancor, heard of that. Comp, Digibyte, obviously heard of that one. That's probably a third tier one. Uh Horizon, Livepeer, Nucifer, uh, Numerate, Keep Network, Original Protocol. That, that's a name of something? Original Protocol? Ren, Render Network, Siacoin, Scale Network, Synthetics, and VeChain. Now, of course, VeChain I heard of because they used to spam my uh, comment section. Uh, yeah, so good luck to Coinbase. That this, this makes up a huge part of the cryptocurrency world. All of that nonsense that I just vomited out. And it's only going to get bigger uh, once the newbies come in. Uh, was, remember the last time Bitcoin went to the moon? Every, all, all altcoins were going wild. And everybody thought they were, they were an expert because their fifth tier altcoin pumped. And they, they were valuing their wealth in dollars. And lo and behold, it ended up going 90, down 90%. And uh, they have nothing because they, they should have turned to the Bitcoin. They shouldn't have even gotten that stuff in the first place. All right. Pound that like button. Let's go back to the, uh, but all right, you can hate on Coinbase. That's their business model. They they made it pretty clear. So just ignore them. Don't deal with them. If you don't like all coins, don't deal with Coinbase. If you like all coins, you probably should deal with Coinbase because that's a, looks like it's a great place to get all coins. That's, that's what they're into over there. Uh, Adam has 2020 in his hindsight. Yeah, I basically, man, I'm living in 2024 right now, baby. Uh, now, uh, I, I live in the present. I enjoy the present. Uh, but in terms of fi my financial life, I don't, I don't care what, the, what it's worth uh, in, in 2020 in, in Bitcoin. No, no. This was all planned long ago by me. Long ago to think long term, to know what Bitcoin would be in the future, the real future, not just the 2020 future, although that seemed pretty futuristic at one point. Yeah, man, I'm 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 set up pretty darn well, dude. So I don't I don't really uh, financially. I don't. 2020 doesn't. You know, we have all these bumps and bruises and everything. Doesn't affect me. Uh, uh, all right. Now let's see. We got other people. <laughs> oh, Barry! Someone said, "Hit the pound that like button." Someone said, "Okay." Oh God, yeah. I still can't believe that how they asked me to delete my tweet. That was that was very strange. It's linked to below if you want to 
check out the whole darn thread. And I, I know some of you obviously retweeted it. So thank you that are watching right now. Because you, the person who brought that up clearly uh, helped out because he read it. Now, let's talk about Cointelegraph. Uh, I talked about something a few weeks ago. Some of you may remember that I, on YouTube, I stumbled upon a video that was clearly a tape of Jack Dorsey. And they made it look like if you sent Bitcoin in, during this live telecast that Jack Dorsey would send you more Bitcoin back. And I said, that is so fake. And 24 hours later, YouTube had removed the channel. But Cointelegraph has an article about a fake SpaceX YouTube channel that does the same exact thing. It has like Elon Musk talking about SpaceX and it says, you send us Bitcoin, we'll send you Bitcoin. And it's, it is uh, $150,000 worth of Bitcoin people sent in. Totally lost. Totally lost. They should have watched my video from a few weeks ago talking about the same thing going on. Never send in your bit, your precious Bitcoin to some dude that you don't know that says he's going to double it or give you more back. That, in, that includes uh, cloud mining. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I've been preaching that since 2015, dudes. But that's that's the space. This is where the big boys play. Unfortunately, most people uh, learn the hard way. If it's if it's too good to be true in this space, it is a scam, most likely. And that that is the very definition of scam, dudes. For all the people who like to call everything a scam, that's a scam. You you you're you're told to send in Bitcoin to get more Bitcoin back, and they totally steal your Bitcoin. That's a scam. When people start calling everything and their brother a scam, you, it loses all meaning, and then more people fall for the real scams because oh. How, Everything's a scam. All right. Now, the people at Phoenix Wallet, a Lightning Network type of wallet, they tweeted out a review that someone left. Now, I'm going to believe them. It was a screenshot and that they didn't post this review. This review is very positive in terms of getting Bitcoin closer to that Netscape moment where it's easier to use. Now, this is just a very small sector of Bitcoin, Lightning Network, but this is this is what I like to hear. I, wa I want this kind of statement to be scaled up for all of Bitcoin. I don't know anything about the Lightning protocol, but thanks to this wallet, I've been doing instant Lightning payments like a pro. I never thought payments could be instant and so cheap. All right, someone out there tell me, is Phoenix Wallet that darn easy? Uh, but, uh, that, that sounds good. That sounds, that sounds good to me and scale it up for all of Bitcoin, make Bitcoin, every aspect of Bitcoin as easy as that dude made his lightning network wallet uh, seem to be. All right. And we, we've so many people stepping down and quitting their jobs. I mean, this is like the new trend every day. It's growing. They said something 10 years ago. Now they got to stop, step down from their job. Some mob demanded them to step down from every, everyone's quitting their job. Everyone's leaving. Everyone just gives in the social pressure. It is unbelievable. Bitcoin overlay, no such thing as that. They can't take that Bitcoin from you, baby. They can't. You, you make a stand with your Bitcoin. You stand by your Bitcoin. Your Bitcoin stands by you. They can't make you resign, retire, hide. They can't cancel you. No kneeling to them in the Bitcoin overlay. Just a reminder. 
Oh, this is, I should have talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, because I, I really find this, I did not know uh, with Ethereum that their magic number is 32 ether, okay? I'm going to call it their magic number. And this, if this ETH 2.0 thing really happens, there might be a big rush, a FOMO for people to get 32 Ethereum. And that would boost the price up quite, quite a much, quite, quite a lot. How does staking work on Ethereum 2.0? Just as with most other platforms, lock and load and wait. Staking on Ethereum 2.0 will be fa fairly straightforward. There will be a minimum threshold of 32 Ethereum required, or Ether, whatever you want to say, required to participate in staking, and validators will need to be running a validator node. This doesn't need to be a specialist uh, to be specialist machinery and could be done on a consumer-grade computer or laptop. However, validators will be expected to be online consistently or face minor penalties. The rate of return for staking Ethereum is expected to be around 4 to 10%. Now, I, I've been hearing about this Ethereum 2.0 thing for quite some time, okay? It's a big buzzword. It's getting people to buy Ethereum. But I didn't know that, okay, you get 32 Ethereum, you can set up one of these validators and uh, start staking. And you can do it pretty easily. You don't need complicated. Uh, so if I didn't know about the 32, now again, I'm a, I'm a Bitcoin guy and everything. I don't really dig deep into Ethereum, but I read a lot of stuff. I didn't know about the 32 number at all. And there's some guys saying, yeah, whatever. There won't be that many people that participate in it. So there won't be all of a sudden at the last minute, all these people trying to get up to 32 Ethereum. I think there might be. I think there might be a little bit of FOMO if, when it becomes apparent that Ethereum 2.0 is, you know, X days away and that the staking is really going to start and uh, that to be a validator, all you're going to need is 32 of them. Some people might already have 20 of them and might get the, so it'll probably, it'll probably spike because of the 2.0 hype, but also because people are buying up a bunch of it because they could, they want to become these validators and get uh, a four to 10% return in terms of Ethereum. Again, don't value your wealth in Ethereum, but a lot of people are go. So my point is, is that this is going to generate a lot of hype in the cryptocurrency space. I have no problem with that at all. I'm not going to participate in it, uh, but I, I think it'll bring more people into the space because Bitcoin is not proof of work. So there'll be all these technical or semi-technical and finance dudes that are saying, oh, oh look, this, 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 proof of, this proof of work is uh, uh, – <laughs> excuse me proof of stake i just got all confused there for a second <laughs> that this proof of stake ethereum is currently proof of work like bitcoin is proof of work but uh that that there's going to be this major proof of stake competitor to break points proof of work and uh oh we got to get in now this is the end of, this is the next bitcoin this is our dream come true and they, so have a strong hand dudes i've seen ethereum pump before I've seen people talk about that flipping before. So if they pull this 2.0 thing off, okay, it's going to trigger a lot of marketing just around the hype around 2.0, but also around people trying to get 32 of them, 32 of them to, to have a stake. All right. Validator. We shall see. Uh, I never, you know, I, I think there was one point in time I, I said, I don't think 
Ethereum will ever be 10% of a Bitcoin again. It got up that high. Um, I never say never. <laughs> never say never. I, I, uh, when, there's, there's ebb and flow to the, the altcoin madness, okay? And in 2017, Ethereum went pretty darn wild. And the DeFi thing, the DeFi thing, if that's, if that's bigger than the ICO thing, combine all these things into one. Yeah, maybe one Ethereum will be worth 10% of a Bitcoin. It doesn't matter to me. I value my wealth in Bitcoin. Just want to get you guys ready for some 2021 madness. As the dude said, I'm not living in 2020. All right, dudes. Uh, Floyd Floyd Mayweather is in the uh, is in the chat here. He's a he's a boxer. Uh, strong hand, he says. Good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, it, I, I don't think that's the real Floyd Mayweather. But dude, I like I like your uh, your screen name, Adam. What did you think about removing the monuments in the U.S.? It said this is happening, kind of like similar to removing people's hard work from the in internet. Well, yeah, there are a lot of people that are going crazy now over uh, they want to they want to remove Confederate monuments. And I remember when I used to run by Johns Hopkins uh, in Charles Village in Baltimore, I, I always noticed there was a Confederate monument there, and no one paid any attention to it. No one, no one cared about the darn thing. Okay, um, and then when someone pointed it out, everybody went crazy, and it had to be torn down. Uh, you know, there's I, I don't think this should be a priority. People are using it as a distraction. I care about, you know, real people, not statues that people don't even know exist. <laughs> so there's it's just a lot of hype around it. They're not hurting anyone and no one's there are people actually killing. There's so much crime in some of these inner cities. And it's a distraction when they all of a sudden discover that well, there was a Confederate monument in Baltimore. This will get rid of our problems. It didn't get rid of people's problems at all. They got rid of some of the Confederate monuments in Baltimore a, a few years ago now. And it, it didn't solve Baltimore's as, as bad as it ever as it ever was. The murders were are as bad as they ever were. So in a world where uh, we've where it's so much safer and where there's not crime and where there's not corruption, then I think people should worry about monuments. Okay. Then you can worry about monuments, but it shouldn't be a priority at all. I, I think it's just, I think it's a distraction. I think it's a political, political tool uh, to get people emotional, just to vote for a, a certain, a certain politicians. And it, it really doesn't solve. They're, they're saying there's systemic problems. There's, these are things that were built in like 1900 and 1898 and everyone's forgotten about. <laughs> I mean, how often, you know, here's something. A, a, a lot of people in the inner cities talk about food deserts. They're like, there are no food stores here. They have to bring the food stores to us. Okay. They have to bring the food stores to us. We need government programs bringing food to us. But in fact, people could just travel by public transit pretty easily out of their food deserts. Uh, so the amazing thing is, is these, these monuments aren't even near these people yet. They're, they're willing to get, have those torn down. Do, do, do they, do they travel to them? I mean, 
it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, not in, it's not in their realm even. I mean, when do they see them? What, what, what's the thing? So I don't know. There's, 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 there's bigger things, bigger things to worry about there. All right. Uh, that's that we might have a little bit of beyond Bitcoin comments there. Uh, all right. And JC is talking about monuments. When I, when I was in South Africa, I remember in 2015, they were tearing down some monument in Cape town. All right. Uh, yeah, and, and JC makes a good point. They people should add monuments. People should add monuments. Uh, you know, in, in those inner city neighborhoods, and maybe some people should privately fund uh, monuments to their heroes. I mean, right, right now they're vandalizing it on, on public property and stuff, uh, and private property <laughs> that isn't theirs. All right, that's it. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Be back hopefully tomorrow afternoon. Pound that like button. Retweet that stuff below. You got a little uh, bonus there at the end. See ya. Thanks.